It's me, the Big Scary P. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review, episode one. One one hundred eleven. If you keep a track of all the tally marks there, today's episode is The Walking Dead eight oh five, the big scary U, the letter U. That's right. I've been seeing this episode title since the season started, and I've been wondering what the fuck it meant, and now I know. And they tell you almost immediately, so the suspense wasn't really there for this. But anyway, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I I love this episode. I really did. Uh, and there's no sarcasm there at all. It, it was a, it was a probably my favorite episode in seasons, in seasons. It's a, uh, it was really good. Uh, thank you for listening to the Walking Dead review, LAWs. Um, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm, I guess I'll continue. Okay, so this one starts off. Uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I gotta prepare myself for all this positivity I'm about to shed. This is gonna, be, it's gonna be weird. I don't, I don't know what to do here. I feel like I, I I'm a new man, reborn. Uh, without all the hatred and, and negativity, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm shy. I'm getting a little uh, a little bubbly here. I don't. Ugh, ugh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm flirting with a with like a, a hot librarian when I'm like, oh, she's so hot, and I, I don't normally I could talk to girls, but no, maybe she's super smart. I don't know. She's a librarian. She's kind of intimidating. Maybe maybe I should. Uh, oh God. Oh God. Oh, uh, I said the word fuck to her three times already. Oh God. This is not going as planned. Oh shit. Oh shit. I brought up my dick three times as well. Oh God. Okay, yep, done. This is over. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, oh, she's into it. Shit, shit. Oh, oh, I didn't see this coming. And, and this is how I feel right now. That's exactly how I feel. We've all been in that situation, right? We we can all relate. Anyway, Father Gabriel, he's sitting in the church. He's praying. This is clearly before the war started. He's he's wishing for a purpose to his life. And uh, who cares? Really? <laughs> I mean, because I've been clamoring here for some, some sort of return to Father Gabriel and, and Negan here. And I get it in this episode. Because I was like, are they just fucking hanging out, playing backgammon? How do you not have a goddamn Negan in... in... Okay, the, the first episode he's in, he ducks into a little trailer with, with Father Gabriel, and then we don't see him until this episode. Episode 5. Holy shit. What the fuck is wrong with you, Walking Dead? Seriously. Spread your goddamn show around. Cut back and forth. Have the, the characters doing things between. Why do you have Negan if you're not going to goddamn show him? He's been in like eight episodes. He's not in the goddamn show at this point. He's he's supposed to be the main villain. He's never fucking on it. I don't understand. But this time I got my wish. So much so that if you listen to my episode here, the one previous, 110, I brought about, I was referring to Negan and his backstory and how they finally reveal his backstory in the comic. And I was like, God, I hope they do that in the show. And then I turned on the show when I, right when I finished that podcast and I was like, they did it. They fucking did it. I, I, I can't believe it. They, they fucking did it. Like immediately when I said it. Uh, I feel like I, uh, I have some sort of weird magical power that I made this happen, even though it was released in, in before I, I watched, you know, before I did the podcast. But still, I didn't know this was about this. I had no idea. I didn't. I don't read the IMDb descriptions on purpose. Now I got I got burned a few back there where they kind of told what it was about uh, the big reveal of of that fucking guy. I don't give a shit about who Daryl just shot in the back of the head out of nowhere. Don't fucking care. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, we see Gregory, he's at the sanctuary, he's in a room, Simon brings him food, I'm like, okay, we're back in time, we're going back to right before the war broke out there. 
he's uh, Simon brings him food and he starts massaging him very creepily. It's getting a little sexual for me. Uh, not enough sexual for me, I should say. If there's not a dick in one of the holes, I, it's not sexual, sexual enough for me. I need more. I need way more penetration, especially between these two big men, two big hairy men. Anyway, uh, they he brings him in to talk to Negan. They had this weird like boardroom meeting. I felt like a, a Hudsucker proxy or something. It was this weird tension in there. Negan's like kind of in, in the shadows when he sits back, and he's like, Gregory's like, you know, we're you know what's scary is that these people are going to revolt, and then it's it's not as scary as the big scary you, which is the unknown. And I was like, oh, there we go, we got it, we get it. And uh, he's just talking out of his ass. So he's playing both sides basically, and, and Negan's like. You know what I think? I think you're a thin dick politician. Thread the needle with your thin, thin dick. And I was like, yeah, there you go. And he's just like, I think you're playing both sides. You're, you're fucking us over. You're trying to see who wins so you can claim that you were on both sides there. You're going to have to pick a side. And he, he basically, sorry for popping that pee there. He, he basically blames Simon for this. He's like, you're going to deal with your boy here? I'm like, come on, get him together. He's a, he's a fucking politician. Everyone knows it. And then uh, Simon has a great line where he goes... I think what we need to do is have a, a thick and veiny show of force in this. And I'm like, there's a lot of cock references. I, I like it. I like all the cock references. You, you, can, you can try to slide a cock reference past me, but I'm going to get it up in me. I'm gonna, it's going to get in my brain, you know. It's going to stay in my brain all day. I'm going to... Uh, the warm, gooey jokes are just going to... They're going to they're gonna sit in there and they're going to impregnate my brain. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay there. I, I, they're going to overcome me. And I, I will spread them all over the land. Like some sort of seed or some sort. Uh, dick jokes, are, they're like uh, d- the dandelions of the joke world. They just blow in the wind and they get inside you and then they just makes you spread it more and more. Kind of like a, kind of like a zombie, really, I guess if you think about it. What the fuck am I talking about? I have no idea. Holy Christ. I, again, I don't know what to do with all positivity. And with the negative ones, I just keep going and going and going. And I'm like, here I'm going with this off joke off here and uh, I'm done by and moving on. With this one, I'm like, uh, and I, I want to get to the next point here because it's, uh, it's good. Negan's kind of describing the whole what they're gonna do, and it, it sounds like a like a 1950s war movie. They're like, we're gonna attack from here from the southern front, and then we're gonna we're gonna flank in from the left here. All right, we're gonna do. And he's like, keeps telling what they're gonna do there. Uh, while he's talking, a shootout starts, and then the camera pulls back, and you hear all the gunfire outside. We hear we don't see anybody in the shot yet, and then Negan kind of walks in the frame. They go outside, and he's like, or he's about to go outside. He's like think we're gonna do is have a conversation face to face he goes out there it's the same shot at the beginning of 801 i love this stuff this is a good tie-in here this is this is them going back and then catching up to time without going without the ending being catching up to time which is always annoying because i'm like that was all unnecessary but this is good like 15 minutes in or 10 minutes in we get to see them catch up to that and it was just a little bit of a flashback there really interesting uh, they all go outside. There's this really cool. The camera keeps pulling back, and then everyone, all the characters, walk past the camera outside, and they're all kind of like, "Oh God, here we go, here we go." And all this this fucking drifting camera and this drifting music, and then Eugene's really slow to go outside. You can tell he's really it's way really weighing heavy on him. He doesn't know what to do. I fucking love this shot. The music throughout this entire episode is goddamn gorgeous. It is a ten. It's a fucking smoking hot blonde with these big old titties. I'm trying to talk like Negan. I can't do it. I'm not as aggressive or sexual as he is. I don't have that grin either or those dimples. Uh, I do have dimples, but not his dimples. Holy shit, his dimples could... Uh, I think it, I think you could fit my dick in, my, in his dimples, and that's kind of the goal for me, I guess. That's really the that's really the, the purpose of my show here is to get Jeffrey D. Morgan on here so I can do, fulfill that, my destiny, really. Uh, I, I, I got to work through, through some demons, some very gay demons inside me. 
uh, work through them, work with them, work on them. You know, we'll see what happens with these demons. They could be sexy demons. I don't know. We'll see what these, see what head, where this all heads. I don't know. Uh, where was I? The uh, they all go outside there. They have their little chit chat. Uh, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, I had no idea what the hell that meant. Uh, I, I was I was confusing the word Gabriel with the word Gregory. And I was like, how is Gregory back in here when they all went outside? And, and anyway, sorry about that pause there. That was very awkward. Gabriel and Negan are inside that little uh, trailer there. They're not playing backgammon like I thought they were. Uh, Negan immediately jumps on him, takes all his guns and his, his knife there. And he starts questioning. He's like, why were you out there trying to save Gregory? That guy's a piece of shit. And he just left you there. That, was, that shit was funny. And then he gets him in there. He's like... And, and Gabriel's just like, oh, I think I know what's going on. I think I know why I'm here. I'm here to take your confession. Dun, 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 and then the fucking music starts. And I'm like, 15 minutes in the credits. That is that is astounding. And you know what's amazing? I didn't notice it was 15 minutes. Some episodes previous, uh, the one where they go to the goddamn carnival with the CG, CGI deer comes to mind, that felt like a goddamn eternity. Where I was like, oh, end! Literally screaming at my computer when I was watching. I'm like, just end. Do not go 44 minutes for my sake, please show. Just go ahead and, and fucking get Kevorkian in on this show and just, just fucking pull the plug and, and just, oh, oh, end. God damn it. And this one, I was like, oh, wow. What the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ending. Or the opening. Excuse me. We're still doing this here. Oh, my God. It was interesting. I was interested in every single scene that happened before the credits. And guess what? It continues. Because then we, show, we see Daryl and Rick. They're questioning a guy. Uh, the guy that they got out of the truck. I didn't realize it was him until they go down to the truck. But he's questioning them. He's like, what happened with the, with the war there? Who won? And the guy's like, oh, we killed them all. They're all. All your friends are dead. Oh, my God, they're so dead. Oh, man, they're dead. And he's got like a gunshot wound in the stomach. He's like, oh, they're fucking dead, bro. There's nothing you can do. Oh, man, they're so dead. Oh, all your friends are dead. I'm sorry. Oh, ah, they're all dead. And so am I. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? He wasn't that high-pitched, obviously. He wasn't doing this fucking Stewie and the Brian about his novel. But it was, he just kept doing that. He's like doing this one-man show, really trying to get his screen time in. Before he dies. And he's, he literally does, and so am I. <sighs> I was like, that was interesting last words. Very Shakespearean. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of unnecessary, really, but whatever. It, it happened. And then uh, we go back to Regina, Gavin, Dwight, Simon, and Eugene. They're all discussing his war plans. And I got to admit, this scene, I was like, I'm just going to tune this scene out. And, and not out of like disinterest, but I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Because they're all kind of talking in code. And I was like, I've already seen what they're going to do. I don't, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, they're, they're having this discussion where I think they all want to, like, go fuck up the workers downstairs. And then Eugene's like, can we not do that? We, we can't do that, obviously. Let's not do that. And then Dwight backs them up. And then, uh, so they're all buddy-buddy now. And then we cut back to Negan and, and uh, Gabriel. He, I guess Negan used to help kids or some shit like that. They didn't quite go into detail. He left it very vague. He's like... Gabriel's like, used to help people? And he's like, yeah, kids. You know, if you fuck them up, there's nothing you can do. Something like that. And I was like, what, what are we talking about here? He used to help kids? Is he like, run a fucking an orphanage? I, I can't imagine Negan there. <laughs> can you imagine Negan punishing the children, lining them up with a baseball bat and being like, all right, someone here spilled some milk in the fridge and didn't clean it up. It went moldy. It smells disgusting. <clears throat> yeah. Gonna have to bash in a skull or two, Okay. Are you eyeballing me, motherfucker? Like, I will fuck you up, kid. Me and Lucille here, do not fuck around. I will fuck you up. I mean, he fucking bashes in a, in a little tiny Asian kid's skull and his eye pops out of his head. Uh, and then a redhead. 
uh, we all know what I'm talking about. I hit that in the head a little too hard. Anyway, so uh, yeah, he he's the zombies start to break in a little bit, and then Negan just kind of leans it back against the wall, and he's like, eh, "Whatever happens, happens. My boys, my boys will clear it out. They'll they'll save me. You know, hopefully they assume I'm still alive here, but they'll they'll sort it out. I'm not worried about it." And then he basically Negan reveals that the last guy that led the sanctuary was weak. And he is strong, and that he makes the people strong. He makes this world strong. And he keeps calling Father Gabriel Gaby at first, and he calls him Gabe later on instead of Gabriel. Real fun, fun, real funny guy. And then, I love this shot. Uh, Negan's walking around with holding the seal, and he's just kind of like getting into the, you know, he's opening up for the first time in forever. And he's kind of just like, I think he's kind of realizing that he's falling into Father Gabriel's trap, even though Father Gabriel's not exactly hiding it. And he's like, you know, talking about how he's he's strong and he's he can do all this. And Gabriel's like, you know, Daryl told us all about all this stuff, like how you kill people and how you have all these wives. And there must have been a first wife, right? Tell me about the first wife. And then fucking Negan does like a direct-to-camera shot. Well, we see Gabriel behind him over his shoulder, kind of like Indiana Jones for some reason. They always do that where they, they look away from the person they're talking to and it never happens in real life. And he, he kind of starts to get like a little, you could tell something's starting to, peek up there in Negan and then uh, he's getting madder and madder that Gabriel keeps pressing him and then Gabriel out of nowhere like attacks him steals a gun a shot goes off and he runs into a, like the bathroom of the place and then <laughs> I was like what the fuck was that that was so sloppy then again, he, he's not like a fucking ninja I get it but it was so I was like what the fuck just happened I didn't even realize what happened it happened so quick and sloppy and sloppy I know how you folks like some sloppy Anyway, Rick and Daryl, they finally get to the bottom of that hill in which they were like, that, it's that, we can't get to that gun. It's, we don't really have it in the last episode or two episodes ago. Whatever the fuck it was, I, it's all a blur at this point. They finally get to the bottom. They start to grab things out of it. Um, Daryl finds some like dynamite. <clears throat> he wants to take it, and he wants to go to the sanctuary and just start blowing up the walls. And let, and, and he's like, we can end this. In the, <clears throat> excuse me, wow. I started to get really choked up about Daryl. He's like, we can end this war. In an hour, we can just throw it, blow up the walls. The zombies will pour in there, and they'll they'll do a forfeit. And you know, and we have like a, we finally get like a real conversation between these two men, Daryl and Rick. And they're just Rick's just like, no, like we we have a plan. We're sticking to that. There are people in there. They're innocent. They're just workers. They're just trying to survive. They have no part of this war whatsoever. They're just there to keep the sanctuary afloat. They're just there to survive. And Rick and Daryl's like, I don't give a shit. Like, we'll do it in the southern wall. They're on the northern. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what if they're not? Blah, blah, blah. And they start to get in a little fight there. Uh, Daryl punches Rick right in the goddamn face. And then immediately cuts to Eugene playing this boxing video game. And then the power goes out. And I was like, ah, that's a good cut. Good cut. Scene didn't go anywhere. The power just went out. That was it. And then we go back to the fight. And I was like, okay. Right, that was just for the cut, I guess. Just for that clever cut. Uh, Breaking Bad style. The... Uh, Rick, you know, they start getting a fight. Daryl's choking him out. Rick throws the bag over his shoulder into the truck, which is pouring gasoline. We see, we saw that when they went down there. But then suddenly, right when that dynamite is in there, it's just like, yep, better start a fire. And I was like, why is there suddenly a fire? <laughs> like, the truck was not on any sort of fire at that point, and it was sitting down there for a while. It just suddenly caught on fire out of nowhere, whatever. And then the dynamite blows up, and I was like, if your plan was to throw that dynamite that I just saw that explosion for into the sanctuary and have it blow up the wall, wasn't going to happen, Daryl. I'm sorry, because it blew up the truck, and the truck didn't even move. Like, it didn't even shake. It just had an explosion in front of it, just gasoline. And I was like, that wouldn't have done anything to the wall. I just wouldn't kind of, like, scorch the side of it, and that would have been it. Really, holding a lighter to it would have been just as much damage to the outside of the structure of it. 
uh, they they start they stop fighting and they're just kind of like oh, fuck like that was that was all for nothing. But they realize like their you know their, their their aggression got to the best of them or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> the Negan. This is what I, we get to. What I was talking about Negan. Get, you know, has the confession there because he's talking to the, talking through the door to Father Gabriel. He's like, you know, I had a wife. Uh, my, there was a first wife, and uh, I cheated on her. I stepped outside on her. I, I was pretty shitty to her, and then uh, she got sick, and you know, she died after this whole thing started. And I didn't have the nerve to put her down. I I couldn't do it, and that's that's what I want to confess. That's my only confession. And then Gabriel comes out, opens the door, hands him the gun. He's like, I forgive you. And then Negan immediately punches him in the face. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, have you ever opened one of these guys up? And then, because he killed one of them, dragged him over to the middle of the floor. And they start covering themselves in guts. And I'm like, oh, if you're just in fear of the walking dead, you just have to put a little, uh, like uh, football players put that little bit below their, their eyes there, that little black tape or that little black smudge stuff, that little shoe polish. That's all they have to do in Fear the Walking Dead. That's all Nick ever does, and he just walks amongst the zombies. He can, like, fucking... He can rollerblade through the zombies, and as long as he has a little bit of blood on him from zombies, he's cool. They don't even look at him. But these guys have to literally, like, hang entrails around their neck. He had to ruin his leather jacket. He has to, like... Every square inch of him, except his face, for some reason, because he's a he's a known actor, and he's like, I can't cover my face in blood. I can't do that. People won't recognize me. Every square inch of him, other than that, is covered in zombie guts. He literally has entrails hanging around him, like a fucking like those a uh, cartoon sausage links that you see <laughs> you used to see all the time. And he's just covered in them, and then they start walking around. Uh, they, they let the zombies in, and they're all just kind of like, oh, looking away. And then they they go outside, and one of the zombies walks right toward the camera and does like a camera. Like like there's a fucking cameraman really hanging around in the zombie crowd, like some sort of weird documentary crew like they did in Vietnam. No. Why why is he looking at the goddamn camera? I could have went without that shot. I think that might be my only real complaint about that about this whole episode is that that one little shot right there. Don't make your zombie look right at the camera. Obviously, it's not a documentary. It doesn't it doesn't add anything. It made It was stupid. It was stupid. Anyway, so they, they, they're getting by just fine. They're just walking through the crowd. Gabriel trips over one of them on the ground, gets back up, and then they have to, they have to start killing him real quick, and they, they're both covering each other's asses, really saving each other. And I didn't understand. <clears throat> Can you explain to me? I guess it, it might make sense. I might make myself realize this through talking through it, but I need to talk through it. The zombies, they, they go off scent. They go off... That's about it, apparently, because if you're just covered in zombie guts, you can just walk right through them. I, I guess, did they go off when you make a noise? Because, that's remember, Jesse's kid made a noise and they got killed. I guess maybe that makes sense. Like I said, I would talk myself into it. Because they start fighting the zombies, and all of a sudden the zombies are like, hey, those are humans! <laughs> like, they don't know you're... you're they, don't, they don't react to danger in any way. So why, if you start killing them, or the rest of them are like, all right, fuck you, but you still smell the same. I, I don't get... Like, they know your ten- intentions of, of, of attacking them. Uh, that must be how it is. I don't know. It seems like, to me, they would still smell you and you'd just be like... Because in the comic, they, they put on their masks and they start stabbing each other. They start killing the whisperers. And they just have the masks on and nobody, none, none of the zombies are even aware. And I was like, so... Eh, can they? Do they know your intentions? Do they know what you're doing isn't a zombie motion? They aren't yelling anything. They're not screaming. They're, not, they're just hitting people in the zombie, other zombies in the head with, with the Lucille or the gun... And they, I get that they would react toward the noise, but I don't know why they're like, that's a person. Ah! Like, it still smells the same to them. Their senses of eating them haven't changed. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, I guess. 
But I guess they just react to anything with noise and stuff. They must know that the other zombies can't make those sort of movements. I don't know. Something weird. What? Whatever. Like I said, I was just working through that. I just wanted to see if it made sense to me in the end. It makes more sense to me now than it did before. But uh, still some questions I got left over. Anyway, the workers inside the sanctuary are starting to like mob up. They all go up to the top floor. Ne- uh, not uh, not Negan. Uh, Simon and all of them go out into the room. Dwight, or Dwight's there too, as well as uh, fucking uh, one lady. I forgot her name because I deleted it already of my notes. And uh, Eugene. And they're all just like, everybody go back downstairs. We'll work this out. And they're all like, we need, we need water. Where's Negan? Is Negan dead? Fuck, you guys made us a promise. We, we do the work and you, you protect us. And he says, <laughs> my voice is breaking back because I'm losing my voice. Breaking back. Oh, I just said that. Uh, <laughs> oh, AMC. So you, do you AMC what I did there? <laughs> I'm a fraud. Uh, Negan shows up whistling. He's got Father Gabriel, and he's just like, you know, I'm going to deal with the. We're going to deal with this. We're going to get it fixed. Everybody calm down. I'm going to deal with Simon, my number one right here. We're going to fucking deal with this, and we're going to get it settled. So everybody go down, back downstairs. And then one, for, one of the person goes, thank you, Negan. Thank God for you. And then he looks at, Negan looks at Father Gabriel. He's like, this is what I do. This is what, this is why I'm needed or something like that. And Father Gabriel has like a weird, like understanding look. And I was like, what the fuck was that? I don't know what that was. Does he want his body? Cause I don't blame him at all. Even covered in guts. I'd still go for him, especially covered in guts. Uh, the, yeah, sorry. Demons are talking again. Eugene is sitting there at the table and they're tra- and, and basically Negan and Simon are trying to figure out who fucked him over. And they, they bring in this bag that they found. And then it's like, there's all this ammunition, all these guns. And they're like, this is from one of our outposts. Someone is fucking us over. Someone is a mole in our organization. We need to find out who it is. And there's a scene earlier with Eugene talking to Dwight and kind of thanking him for backing him up before. And he touches these, uh, these chess pieces that he made. There's a little bit of red paint on them. And he sees the red paint on the bag. And he's kind of like, oh, it's Dwight. I know who it is. All right. He realizes it's a Dwight that's fucking over Negan and selling him out. He doesn't say anything. Which makes you go, okay, Eugene is working some sort of weird angle here. He's always working on something. I guess this is what he's doing. He's trying to, uh, you could tell he's still not with Negan. He's just there. So that's good to know because earlier when he, in the last season when he showed up like a goddamn propaganda Nazi on the back of a truck like, you guys need to give up. Oh, I love my flowing locks. My, my goddamn mullet. It's so good. Uh, watch Duck Dynasty and NASCAR here. And he's kind of doing his, like, uh, redneck Nazi thing. And he's... So I guess that wasn't... That was kind of doing an act at that point. Uh, Rick is walking around. he Because fucking Daryl made him walk after the fight. And then, like, a couple. Like, I'm, let me out of this car right now. I am walking home. Fine, fuck you, bitch. Like, that sort of thing. Rick has to walk home now. Because <laughs> he got in a fist fight with his girlfriend. Who who grunts and actually he spoke dialogue. They gave Daryl dialogue. I got I got multiple wishes in this episode. Negan revealed something about himself. They focus on a character about I think differently about them, which I also appreciate in the last episode about Ezekiel. So this one made me think differently about two other characters, Father Gabriel and uh, Negan. Interesting. And Dwight and Eugene. They they did it. Really, I got all my all my answers here. I got all, everything I wanted in this episode, which makes me really terrified about the next episode. Anyway. Rick's walking down the highway. He looks up. He sees a helicopter fly overhead. And uh, I don't know where else it would fly over or fly. Helicopters are, are tend, tend to fly over your head unless you're, like, way up in the air for some goddamn reason. Anyway, 
I don't, I'm just making fun of myself right there. The uh, point is, he sees a helicopter, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Why is there a helicopter? I wonder what that is. I wonder who that could be. I, I say, It sounds like I'm being sarcastic. I really don't know. Who could it be? I don't know. Is it like a fucking Mark Cuban? I don't, let's find out. Find out in the next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead. Negan comes out in the hallway after Eugene leaves the, the little conference room there, the little Dr. Strangelove conference room. He goes out, and he's like, Eugene, you're a smart guy. I need you to fix this situation here. Find out who, who's fucking us over. Find out. We need to find a, find a way to clear these zombies out of here. That way we can get out some food and water. Because I'll promise you one thing. If you do this, I'll make you richer than you ever ever could imagine. You know, uh, now, on the other side, if you don't fix it, I'm going to kill you real quick. That way you don't see what happens to happen here when everyone runs out of food and water. I'm good to you either way. This is kind of like he's threatening him in the most uh, political way ever. He's like, I'll give you a quick death. Instead of, like, long and drawn out. So, you know what? Not Kind of losing incentive at that point. Anyway, Eugene goes to give Father Gabriel some food. He knocks on the door, and he starts doing a whole speech there. He's like, it's Dr. Eugene Porter. Uh, for the, I am, I'm outside the door here. I am holding a, a holding a blanket. I am holding a tray of food inside of that. The food consists of one hot soup, one sleeve of crackers, and a loaf of bread. And he, he like, talks to him like he's in the military, but he never was. He's still doing it though. For who? I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I, I don't. He's like, you are not answering to my call, so I will go ahead and, and knock on the door with the back of my knuckle. And I'll, here comes one, and there comes a second knock on the knuckle onto the the metal door. You have not responded, so I must open this door now. Allow me to grab my key out of my right pocket using my right hand, and I will now turn the lock. Here I go, and I'm turning like, oh my god, you're on the ground and you're sweating. Oh my god, what the fuck's going on? And he's like. <laughs> fucking Gabriel's on the ground like a severe fever like he like like he fucking got like a West Nile virus in that room I don't know what the fuck happened to him he must have like obviously he there's sign of set him that he got bitten I, I think it might be a false lead if it's not I don't care either way I, I do love uh, the actor though I'm gonna, I'm gonna be depressed if he not depressed I'm gonna Seth Gilliam's awesome more so on the wire obviously but you know he he's, he's he got the character he got in this and you can't really argue that but his character's kind of boring. He doesn't. They don't really give him a whole lot to do. I like him. I like him when they show him more. I think he needs to drop that too good for this shit thing. But other than that, he's a fun character. I would like to see more of him. Anyway, I'm going to end this shit. Uh, they end it on that shot of him being like, uh, we need to get the doctor, Carson, and bring her to Maggie. He's her, he's her baby doctor. Uh, uh, not baby daddy, baby doctor. I'll make that clear. Uh, uh, I think that little Asian guy whose eyeball fell out was was his, was the baby daddy. <laughs> and he's just sweating. And I'm like, I I think they're setting up to get a bit, but I don't think he did. We'll, we'll find out, though. If he didn't get bitten, he really just contracted like a 120-degree fever <laughs> in the middle of nowhere after 20 minutes of being locked in a closet. That is, that is amazing. Did Dar- What did Daryl spray inside of that room before he left? Good God. Did he wipe that tainted peanut butter all over it? I don't know. Uh, remember that fucking scene when Daryl ate peanut butter like with his bare hand when he's a, when he's a pissing shit janitor in the, in the sanctuary? Anyway. Uh, guys, go to LAWstudios.com, loitering your one on YouTube, subscribe, rate, and review on all those places. I am going to get out of here before I go too long. 27 minutes is way too long. Micro Machines. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.